The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by a momentwithmorris.com and blackblueprints.com. That's blackblueprints with a Z.com. I am Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Say some, say some, say something. We are back with the newest episode of the Say Something Podcast. Well, we talk about everything that's going on in the life out here in the traffic, out here in these streets. In these cold, 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 COVID streets. Yeah. Remix it, out for y'all, man. In a minute. Keeping it smooth because this, this year's been rough. Man, it's been <laughs> tough, brother. It's been, man, we, we haven't even done our podcast this whole year. What's going on, man? We first, back. First episode of the year since the COVID jump off. This is episode number 89. Booyah! And, right back at you <laughs> with a bullet. Like, boom, I'm piercing you. It's here. Normally, there's a, a highlight, a specific individual that we give a shout out to for the episode. But this one, since so much has happened and, and we've lost a lot of great people and community and, and the culture just in the world. So I could take a moment and recognize uh, the lives of a few of them. So rest in peace and have a moment for, for Kobe Bryant, for Chadwick Boseman, for Johnny Nash, for Gail Sayers, for Roy Hammond, for John Lewis. Jazz Waters, Betty Wright, Little Richard, Andre Harrell, uh, John Thompson, Bill Withers, George Floyd, wow. Breonna Taylor. Wow. You know. Aubrey, uh, uh, Ahmaud Arbery, Pop Smoke, uh, you oh. know what I'm saying, uh, Joe Morgan, oh. Road Warrior Animal. I just, it's just been a whole lot. And this, then, all of the people that have lost their lives because of COVID-19 have lost their lives because of um, white supremacy that have lost their lives because of the um, gun violence that has spiraled out of control in every um, city and state in, in the United States. A hundred percent for all those young people that have lost their life, the old people that have lost their lives, those folks that have been hit with stray bullets, man, the, you know, rest in power because it has been a hell of a 2020 dog. How do you survive in 2020 is the new album I'm coming out with. I think everybody's been saying this is the final level of Jumanji. I mean, we've had earthquakes, fires, fire tornadoes. We've had, uh, I mean, over 200,000 people in this country alone has lost their life to COVID. The as, disease from China. Yeah, as well as <laughs> the normal stuff. People are still dying of heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, community violence. Uh, just, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a hard. minute, man. It's been, it's been, it's been, it's, you know, I think that I've always been one of those individuals, right. That never like said, oh, the year is so bad and da, 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 no. da. But when one thing happened after one thing, I should have known it was going to be a real tricky, um, si situation in 2020 when Kobe Bryant started off the whole, like, spiral of exchanges when he passed away so suddenly and it was almost like surprise after surprise after surprise who would have ever thought that in march that a, the whole country would be shut down would be locked down who would have thought that the whole country would be uh, up in arms in righteous protest all over the united states and globally like who would have thought these different things would all would have happened who would have thought that the nba players would walk out of a game, something I said they should have done in 2014. Who would have thought? But one thing that you probably never, ever, ever guessed, you never guessed that Say Something, the podcast, would still be here. Yes, we've missed you. We know you've missed us. And we've had to take a moment of hiatus. Well, because people were busy. I was doing a whole lot. You was doing a whole lot. And then we just found ourselves in so many different moments. So it was so great to get back with my brother. I finally said, let me go ahead and get this mic. Let me get it going. Since we can't be with each other all the time, we're going to do this virtual thing. Who would have thought our children would be distance learning? Right? Yeah. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought this virtual things would really be a thing? I know the the uh, the stock in Zoom has gone off the roof. I know, uh, <laughs> what is this, uh, StreamYard is going off the roof. I, it's just... Who would have thought we'd be in this moment? I didn't think that 2020 was going to be, even though I'm graciously happy to say that my family is all good, all safe. And, and you know, most of the majority of my friends are still here prospering. And we've had some some major setbacks, but those setbacks have been actually things that have set us up for something greater. So 
COVID-19 and all the madness, we've been able to find a way to be balanced. Yeah, definitely. Like first, I always said that I knew 2020 was all downhill after Kobe died. But personally, yeah, the quarantine, COVID coming through, shutting stuff down. I haven't I've known some people who've gotten sick to COVID. I don't know anybody who's lost their life to it. Um, but a lot of the change that's happened, COVID forced a lot of people's hands. COVID forced a lot of people out of complacency. So if you had a job you've been working at six, seven years, you could have just told, hey, we, we shutting it down. You know, there was things I was doing and they're like, we're, we're done till March. Like they're like of 2021 They're like figure something else out. So I, I have I've enjoyed seeing a lot of people getting shook. They just needed that little shake to now yeah. start tapping into their dreams, to start going after uh, stuff that, they kept, that someday finally came for a lot of people. Yeah. And so I, 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 I've been you know, sitting back from afar watching that, I've been appreciative of that, you know, strides I've gotten to do myself, but really seeing other people I know finally, finally pushing out that safety net that they've had at their job or their situation and kind of trusting and and relying on themselves and they're prospering. Like like a lot of like, well, I think that for me, a lot of that talk, right. A lot of that conscious talk as well of black liberation and black freedom. This was the test. A lot of that talk about we need to teach our own. This was that test. So folks who have not stepped up to that plate, when we're talking about building our own as black people, if you are not ready for this moment to actually not, none of us was ready for this moment. Let's just be clear. None of us was ready for this moment. But if you weren't taking the opportunity in this moment, should I say, you can't talk to me about building black. You can't talk to me about um, what we need to do to separate from the man because the man is separated. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the government only gave folks $1,200. The rest of the time, Cass was trying to do um, SBA loan scams and EDD scams. You get what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know, no one was coming back to help us. So I like to say that when the COVID-19 started, me and my brothers, the three black chef, we started feeding a whole bunch of people. Um, we did that for two and a half to three months. That got a lot of pub. Um, you know, we were featured on almost like any kind of magazine and any kind of newspaper here locally. But at the same particular time, um, you know, Kelly Clarkson saw what we was doing, featured us on that. We got featured on, um, you know, the, 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 the credit card discovery and was featured in that about building um, businesses and supporting um, individuals in this time of COVID need, as well as, you know, me really being a part of, I would say the righteous uprising of, of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Aubrey, um, Ahmaud Arbery, that we've kind of seen again, the, the, the nasty, sick face of white supremacy and police brutality continuing to spark and show its face here in America, being a, a big part of that wave that hit over here in Sacramento um, with a lot of the protests, a lot of the um, different events of, you know, defunding the police, things of that nature. And as well as, you know, continuing the campaign with Trap the Vote, creating a partnership with my people in Marin City and really galvanizing that. We just did a block party over here um, the month before we did a block party over there in Marin City. And then as well as being able to boost when we talk about taking the opportunity, seeing the opportunity for me and my daughter's business, Seriously Delicious Eats, really extending it, no longer it being Void Cafe and just focusing on um, youth entrepreneurship and making sure, you know, young people had job for job readiness, but we actually taking it and expanding it and making a real business where it was once, uh, twice every month. We just became full time every weekend and really building up the momentum to where seriously delicious eats after all things are said and done, because we're not going to make that chess move during COVID-19 till the pandemic kind of pans away. We are here ready and, and it looks so good for us getting a brick and mortar or a food truck like we're ready for food truck right now. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of want to do the brick and mortar and just kind of really elevate it on that level. I don't feel like I could be driving the truck all day, but I could sit my butt out park. a brick and mortar. Yeah, I can park, but I don't want to have to find parking. I don't yeah, want to deal you, with all that. On, people sleep on the food trucks. Yeah, I, 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 I But they, they sleep on the food trucks. I I mean, you get, there's a, got, a lot of good key locations. You just post up early. It would go crazy. And, and, and but, but here's the thing about it. I also say that the reason why I'm pacing it, because once I do that, 
all of the activism that I've done, I've done some great activism, not only for like um, the George Floyd stuff, but the Taylor Blackwell case that was happening over here in Sacramento that was getting no pub, helping the mother kind of really um, galvanizing that moment, put it in spotlight. I've just been really on a tear right here locally and nationally with certain things and doing a food truck fully is going to take me away from all of the work that I have to currently do right now so i'm like all right we're going to ease it but we know the momentum's here serious delicious eats is now really a thing um and i've been expanded so overall covid19 has not been bad for me in a way of expanding opportunities being a self-made entrepreneur because i'm that's who i am anyway i've kind of strived as well as been able to support a lot of people continuing to employ young people, which has always been like the number one thing. I think the major hit that I had was me and my business partner at our thrift store, Hidden Gems Thrift Store. Uh-huh. We kind of, we took that hit, right? But we created opportunities even in that hit. We started going virtual. So after two months of us having to come out of our pocket, I was like, yo, check this out, man. This is not going to work. We got to right? something else out. Yeah, man. we're going to have to think of something else. We started going virtual every Tuesday and Sunday. And of course, we've been able to open up our doors. So that's probably one of the biggest hurdles. Nobody um, significantly for me um, close have has died over COVID-19. Uh, so we can say we're looking on up, continuing to look for opportunities. And even though COVID, as well as those fires, almost, almost canceled out the Black Food Fest, second annual Black Food Fest was a major success. Some people said it was more popping than the first one we did. So as black entrepreneurs, we still made sure that we didn't cancel our big festival. We did it safe, had masks, had social distancing, and a lot of people, entrepreneurs, black entrepreneurship was at its forefront. They made money. So I can say salute to all my people. And I'm I'm excited. I'm generated. I'm just happy to be back with my brother, man, getting down. Like, man, it's on, crazy because we, we have had night and day experiences these last six months. Like, I've been on some I Am Legend stuff over here for most, <laughs> most of the year. Like... I take a couple of field trips a week to, to the bank or to the grocery store or something. I've been real in the cuts. Um, I jumped in. I, I, I felt like I had no choice but to jump into it, dog. I, I don't even oh, no, I, no, I, 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 I couldn't even imagine like the first few weeks was too much for me. Like, I, yo, I got to do something. And I, you know, I took a risk. A lot of people said, but at the same particular time, I'm like, yo, I had COVID. I had COVID in December. If if we really want to be honest and real, like I had COVID in December, early January. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice. The people needed something. And when yeah. I talk about, we fed over 20,000 people, the three black chefs and our, um, you know, food campaign. What it also did, it also sparked other individuals to start creating their own kind of campaigns. And now you have a lot of um, government initiatives. You have private initiatives that are continuing to feed these families and these these people that need it, dog. They need it. So I had to just oh, like get I my said, hands I, I definitely commend you and, and the other two brothers who were involved. Like I said, I spent my time. I had to uh, make some serious life change differences. Yes. So I had to d- to decide what it is that I wanted to do. You know, professionally, and uh, you know, I started developing the curriculum. So I started teaching over in the downtime. Yeah, sir. So I was just like, I, you got to figure out something. <laughs> uh, Can't waste oh, this opportunity, dog. Movie did come out, though. It, it, oh, didn't, it, it didn't make okay. it to theaters, but it is out on. Uh, Where is it at? It's on demand. Uh, Amazon, what? Apple. Uh, it's called uh, Tijuana Jackson Purpose Over Prison. It was written, directed and starring uh, Romney Malco. He was, and uh, you're like really in like the movie. Yeah, I mean, they got it down to where if you know me, you'll see me. Yeah, you know, I, I I came in on some. Let me just see what I can get, and then you you know what I ends up with, like. I thought you was talking in all type of like. Hey, what ends up in the movie is what ends oh, up in the movie. That's, <laughs> hey, what you show up in film is not necessarily everything that ends up in the movie. <laughs> but I do have a close up, and you do know it's me. Like it's, I'm not okay. like that. It's not like that's my shoulder in the back. Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah, like, you can like, see your face, right? Yeah, yeah, my daughter had that experience as well. She like there's like one TV show, um, like something christmas i don't know and we was watching she was in a lot of clips but were you in a lot of clips how many clips i was in one scene because it, it took place and it was filmed in different cities so it was if it was for one particular scene oh i was excited i thought you was hey. going to be talking and- well, well here's my thing uh the brother i i, I know romney so yeah. this was supporting my brother putting you know he 
keep keeping with the same pace. He he wanted to get a movie done. He couldn't get people were man. I'll help you, not help you. I'll do this, won't do that. So he wrote, directed it, produced it, crowdsourced all that himself. So wow. it's a it's an independent film, and so it's it's record breaking for the year. I mean, it was competing. Now, granted, COVID, a lot of stuff didn't come out, but I mean, it was. I think it was a number twelve or something of all movies that came out from a small independent film. Beautiful. Yeah. So he was, we should, we should try to get him on the show. Yeah. So I think he's still doing press. Uh, he's the, he does the show a million little things. They film in Canada. Okay. So the back up there now, but I know whenever they got downtime, he's, he's always, he's good. He's, he's a real good brother. Known him for a few years. And it was like, he's like, man, I'm getting this done. I was supporting him. And he's like, look, I'm filming a do a two day film shoot in Los Angeles. So I was like, I'll shoot down there. Like, you know, just, I was just to, just to support you. Whatever, man, if you, yeah. whatever, whatever you need, whatever you need. And so the fact that he was like, all right, I got something for you. So I was like, all right, cool. You know, so that's what I was like. Whatever it ends up, I was cool with whatever it ended up because I was so you know, like, I like, was, like, like half of your Afro because I see you got a, like a kind of a new look. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. My brother laughs. He says I'm starting to look like Lawrence Fishburne from Higher Learning because uh, I got this little white patch of a uh, white hair starting to come yeah, in the very I, front. I, I didn't know you got gray hairs, man. I seen that. That's, that's great. it. Like they're at least they're all hanging out with each other. Like yeah, I don't have the salt and pepper thing going on with it everywhere. It's just that one Man, little. I'm 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 that, kind of spread out, dog. Yeah, that one little patch in the front. Which so starts so teaching this year, it actually works. It, it gives me guess more of the professor look. <laughs> oh, there there you go. Yeah, there you go. I mean, you know, it, it kind of gets. I mean, you just got to edge it out a little bit, and you're gonna be oh, straight. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got no kind of lineup. I have I have not seen my barber in 2020. You know, so God, this is oh, so this is this is what what to you has been the most difficult part of the whole COVID pandemic shelter in place. What's been the most difficult change for you? The inability to do what I need to do when I need to do it. So in the sense of got to get, take care of some stuff at DMV. Well, we're not taking appointments. We're not even answering the phone. You just got to, okay, but what, but my, my car, I got to do this. Well, we can't help you. Mm. Uh, I need to file this stuff. It's important. I got a due date. Well, there's nobody here in the office. I need to do it, it shows you like I'm all about taking control, control what you control, what aspects yeah. of your life can you put your hands on and, and be in control of. And then when you just realize how much stuff that we do that requires the system. You know, grocery stores, we're not we're, we, you can't come in with this. You can't buy that. No more than two items of this. Remember when uh, it was like we, no meat and it was like no, couldn't no to- buy you couldn't get toilet, toilet paper. paper. Like, I mean, like, oh, just dog. just like, OK, so. <laughs> Like I, I just ATM machines that didn't have cash. Like there's a lot of ATM machines stores that, because, that don't have coins. Yeah, because everybody was taking their money out of the ATMs because yes. they wanted to make sure they had on hand cash. So you could go to a bank, an ATM, and they're like, "There's no cash in here. There's no ATM. There's no money in the ATM." So you're like, "I can't even get access to to money to do things." Facts. And, and so, like the biggest thing for me was like, "Okay, I have stuff that needs to get done, and I'm in a world that's not allowing me to do that." So I had to make some decisions for myself about, okay, how do I never be here again? Like, how do, how do I not be in this position? Have this, say the, the flu season is bad. COVID re-sparks up in December and they're like a real shutdown next year. It's going to be crazy, bro. I think, been, I think people going to lose their minds after this. Well, that's, for me, that's why I was like, okay, start doubling up on stuff. Start putting stuff in, like better planning. You know, I know you don't know it the first time. If you've never seen it before, how do you, how do you know to prepare if you've never seen it? But seeing a lot of the stuff that happened and how people were reacting, uh, people's inability to communicate with one another, get a hold of one another. Uh, I started looking. So, so for me, my biggest issue was I couldn't get the stuff done when I wanted to. But the biggest thing that I learned is look for the creases. So where are the creases where you can get in? And then in those spaces, what are the gaps that people need? Yeah. So I started finding stuff that, okay, people don't have access to this. What can I do in that space? You know, people can't get there. What can, and so then I started finding more and more opportunities looking for the creases, but yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of transition this year. So my thing would be traveling, you know, me and my daughter, we always travel. I'm always traveling. Whether people are flying me out to do events and coordinate, you got to remember right before the COVID hit, I just got done doing a black blueprints, um, black business pop-up tour 
and I was hitting all black business festivals and all that kind of stuff. So I was in Houston, Arizona. I was in LA, back to Sac. So I'm here, there, everywhere, right? And I'm just excited about me. My daughter have like this list of, all right, this summer, this is what we doing. We hit in North Carolina. We going to Atlanta. We're going to Houston about 12 times. We're going to Miami. We all set up. And then all of a sudden, it's like, no. And nah, for me, son. yeah, and for me, because I've just kind of navigated my business and we've moved up a lot of the stuff that we have to do. And like right now, we have a tutoring program with our young people. Right now, we're in the midst of the elections. Right now, we're doing the Serious Delicious Eat pop-ups every weekend. So I'm my, my hands are in so much. I've we we have a contract dealing with um you know doing working with some young people at, at the mall we have a contract you know working with the healing for the hood because we got so much going on with the crime that has continued to escalate in our communities i really can't navigate even if i want to and i really don't feel like i have the patience to go to an airport and be harassed with masks i just don't i i, I just brother i like like i said our trap we were supposed to go back to columbia in june List, I, was, I, was, I was supposed to have been back in Colombia in, in June. I'm going in March. So it's, oh, the, the Colombia is open back up. I don't know if they're taking I, American. I've heard. <laughs> but uh, I've we're heard. going back to 2021. <laughs> Nothing crazy happened. But yeah, we were we were all getting set up to go back. That's crazy. Uh, back to uh, Cartagena. And they was like, nah. And then yeah. it was, they were like, it's not that the country shut down. They was like, we're not taking you guys. Exactly. They're like, like no, the United States is on a no-fly list. You can't. <laughs> like, I usually, you know, again, and another thing, another place we usually go, we usually go to the East Coast, like New York, no. like to visit my moms and visit her grandmother. And we can't even go there. Like, you know, literally they're saying, you guys can come, but you have to quarantine for 12, yeah. 14 days. It's like, yo, I don't even, I, 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 you know what? I'm going to just sit myself down. My daughter's gone to Houston a few times to take care of some business and do some black blueprints pop-ups with my other kid out there. So that's been the bulk of it. I've been dealing with my people out there in Marin. Shouts out to my my folks out there with Trap the Vote. We've been doing a lot of protesting. I've just been protesting all over the place in, in California. So I've been here, there, of course, here in Sacramento. So that's been the bulk of the action and uh, um, activism, um, entrepreneurship, helping other businesses as well as navigating through all this chaos and this craziness. So me, I want to go back to, to that place where traveling, even though I know a lot of people are traveling. I mean, people going to Vegas, like it was like going down the street for a minute, dog. I was like, what's going well, on? Atlanta's, Atlanta stayed open. So Atlanta's I know Atlanta stayed right open. Now. So I know that's where everybody I know went. They're like, Oh no, oh, we don't even care down there. They're like, somebody was, <laughs> somebody was joking. They said, what is it about Atlanta? Do they not have, COVID, I said, the thing about Atlanta is, I said, they don't test. Mm. So it's not that all these people out there in Atlanta, nobody's got COVID. What it is, is that it's a bunch of us down there kicking it and we are not going to get tested. So there could be, all if you, if the numbers of COVID in Atlanta could be insanely high. Yes, sir. But none of us are going to get checked anyway. Yes, sir. So, and even if we got sick, we're just going to say, I'm sick. Ain't nobody saying they got COVID. <laughs> Who wants to say that? Ain't nobody saying they got COVID. They're just going to say, oh, man, I drank too much. I was doing too much. I'm tired. Let me ride this out. And then they're going to be back in the club in two weeks. Because the paranoia of COVID is this. First of all, remember that 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 first part when it came from China? And I, I yeah. joked about that because in the same sense, we all know that wasn't true. It wasn't like something that came from China. A lot of us conspiracy theorists, we believe. It was a bat. And somebody eating bats. Yeah, it was. It, we, it came one from one um, American lab, but we're not going to go into those effects. But we're just going to say this. So, one of those things when you really we look at all of the stuff that's going on, I think that a lot of folks were just kind of like, mm, I, I don't know if I could buy this this kind of thing because we've seen, especially for African Americans. Tosca, uh, um, uh, what's it called the Tashiki experiment with the syphilis, and then as the same particular time, you know, they were saying, "Well, black people can't get it." So you're like, "Well, if I can't get it, shoot, let's keep it going." And that was far from the truth. I mean, black people were really believing, "Oh, wait a minute, this is going to be the disease finally that comes to wipe out white civilization." They were getting excited, then come to find out, well, nope, sir, black people. Actually, you guys are getting it more than any other person. And I was like, of course. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So 
So with that, and I think that that just touching on it briefly, a real important piece, they're trying to get, to get the vaccines going within the next 30 to 45 days. Facts. And and so something that to keep in mind, and I'm not telling anybody not to take it because I'm not I'm not going to be irresponsible. That that may, But the fact is, that I personally am, am not a, not a fan of vaccines. I don't take them. But uh, but a big issue and something that for us, uh, for black folks out there to be mindful of with this vaccine is that in order for a vaccine to be successful, you need controls and you need data. What that means is that so different ethnicities have different responses to things, kind of like when Asians drink alcohol, their face gets red, like like there's different allergies we have to stuff. So when you want to put a mass vaccine together, you need controls of different groups of people. Well, black people don't typically get involved in vaccination trials. Not at all. So we, because because of Tuskegee. Yeah. Because because we, we've seen the okie doke. So we stay away from it. So a lot of the vaccines that come out don't have enough data to what that does to black people genetically. Facts. So they'll give it. They'll come up with a vaccine with 60 percent of it are Caucasian, you know, 20 percent Asian, 20 percent Hispanic. Like their their data is based upon that. Those genetics. So then we take it because they don't have the data to show because there's not enough of us who were involved in the trials and then have these adverse reactions, have these bad side effects, these bad allergies. We've been used as guinea pigs for the crack epidemic. You get what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, it, it, which is why me, we don't trust it. Which is why it, we just, it, yeah. We don't. I'm not going on these planes. I don't want to go to these hospitals. I don't want to take their little COVID, find out if you had the COVID-19 test because I feel like I'm going to be in their database. And as soon as they got this vaccination, they're going to come knocking at my door with this, what, tracing, all this, this tracing is tracing you well, they, COVID and they're going to holler at you as soon as they get the, the vaccine and say, you can't go nowhere, be nowhere, will be with anyone until you get this vaccination. And I ain't going to. They, they, they do that. So, and that's another reason why people don't want to get tested because once you test that you have it, you're in the database. There you because, go. Because exactly. they need, they need to show where it's concentrated at and then they need to start connecting dots. So if, if you get it and you live here, then somebody else that you may not know also gets it, but they're in their same zip code. Mm-hmm. Oh, then they can find out. Oh, we got 22 people who all are in this same area. What's happening in that area? So yep. they, I, so I get the database to to kind of pinpoint it, so it's not so random. But there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, but once I'm in there, I'm in there. So if all of a sudden we, okay, we have to give mandatory vaccinations for everyone who's tested, or if something crazy like that pops up. So there's people who are like, I don't want to be in the database. I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in the system that way. I would That's rather just ride it out at the crib with some NyQuil. I mean, because the Robitussin. But I mean, no, but think about what they say, right? <laughs> yeah. they, if you get tested, you have COVID, they say, all right, quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. You know, I look at this as a bigger issue with the public health uh, um, pandemic for real that we have in America that how were we not prepared? It was so crazy. I heard Obama saying that they left the pandemic playbook for this um, you know, president that we have currently, Mr. 45, yeah. a.k.a. the pussy grabber. And they just basically kind of like, eh. And the ignorance of this, um, you know, this this branch of government to just kind of like pretend like it wasn't real. And for me, I, I'm not going to go all into this. This is the realest thing ever because I feel like numbers have got inflated as far as folks dying and everyone now being labeled when you have a freaking bad cough, you got COVID. I just believe that what is here is something that they did not take seriously enough and they not did not allow um, some kind of calm. It almost created chaos. They didn't create this national emergency. They allowed other states to kind of figure it out how they figured it out. And I think this what created what this pandemic really became more or less chaos, not only for the physical, but for the mental, because a lot of what is not killed people might not be the pandemic and the COVID-19 itself, it's the mental strain and this disconnection of people and this unsureness of how am I, is my life going to move and navigate? Think about how many businesses have closed down. Think how many people have lost their homes. I mean, have lost their jobs. The stress level, the mental health has been yeah. some of the key components, I think, to some people not being able to survive so far in 2020. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the rates of domestic violence, the rates of child abuse, the the rates of domestic Con. homicide. I mean, just 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 in the just in your four walls, well, like just like I, it's it's crazy when you got to get out in the world and deal with everybody else. 
But there's I think it's somewhere around like 73, 74 percent of Americans say that they're suffering from anxiety right now. High levels of anxiety. Uh, Like I said, domestic violence, the abuse amongst partnerships in the home, the abuse of of child abuse, the, the poverty, the quiet is kept. The one that people keep missing, the abductions. There are so many missing people right now, missing men, women and children across the country right now. The numbers are astronomical. And it every time you turn anything, you'll see missing. Have you seen so-and-so, such and such? You have people who are on medications who have not had access because their their health care was covered through their job. Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, they had as long as they were on their meds, they were good. Well, they haven't had access for, for months. So now they're just they're they're just wanderers. Like they have they could have they could be solid accountants, they can you know work at the, they could be solid jobs. Yeah. But now certain issues start to plague them because they don't have access to their meds. So they just walked out the door and they just get disorientated. Um, there's just so much stuff that, that people are homelessness are, are, is spiking right it, now. Well, once they let, I, I knew it was coming one, it was a matter of time on that relief that people got from foreclosures and uh, getting in evictions. Mm. So it's capitalism. It's a matter of time. They only care for so long. And once they lifted the ban that you can now be evicted, evicted? And you haven't paid your rent three, four, Damn. five months. Listen, they, I'm telling you, I played that game just to see what they would do. Just to see. I played that three to four months. Like, I ain't paying. You know, I had the money, but I'm like, I ain't paying. Then that bill gets due and it's for all brother, three months at the same time. Yeah. Brother. It yeah. All, I, all I, of I, it. I, I talked to them. I said, I thought we was doing the, they're like, yeah, but you have to go through this process. And then I said, wow, wow. So after I did that, I did it one more time. And I got a 15 day notice. So I was like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Let me go ahead and handle my business. And and, and the, the cold part about it is that at the end of the day, businesses are suffering. But the places that we live, there are businesses, right? So yeah. we can't just forego and say we cannot pay the rent because what are they going to say to those people that they have to pay? That's why I said in the beginning of this whole crazy nutty thing, there should have been an executive order from our president, from our capital, from the national government, giving at least people two to three months saying, hey, you know what? We don't know what this is, what this is all about, but we are going to allow everyone to be able to bypass three months of not having to pay back. You know, like forget that. Okay, you don't have to pay now, but pay later. No, just say, you know what? Forgiveness. This is going to be three months of forgiveness, and we're going to give you $2,500 for three months as well. That is like making right right and making it look good. But what we've seen is we've seen what we often knew, right? I knew, you knew that this government don't give two dams about us. You know what I'm saying? Like, welcome to the realization that this government cares not two dams about us. Like you said, capitalism at its best, they don't even care with COVID-19 and pandemic. Something I will say, because I I know it's going to... Oh, yeah, yeah, but they only hear you say it. Because... I, and I yeah. and I look at it. So come on, it, brother. We, it, we we coming uh, back on our first show, man. Don't piss the people yeah. off just too soon. I know. Man. So this administ- this administration will every administration gets remembered for something. This administration will get remembered for dropping the ball on dealing with COVID. Well, they, they said about, it came from China. Yeah, I'm saying like <laughs> like 20, 30 years from now, like like yeah. how people will look back, they'll remember this administration for that. But one thing that th- that a lot of people have. L- they forgot what a Republican, what Republicans are running on, like what mm. their basis. The Republican concept is really hands off, a laissez-faire approach to dealing True. with people. True. That is the basis of Republicans. Their premise is the government should not be involved in every aspect, especially the federal government, yeah. in every aspect of your life. So what this administration did was say, why am I dictating what happens in your state? Do your own thing. So he, they, this administration gave every governor... Do you the, the the control to if you want to stay open, stay open. If you want to regulate, regulate. If you don't, you don't. Why are you but asking then, me in Washington for what you do in California? But then why continue to give our federal taxes to a government that is not supporting the people? No, no. So what I say is that. So I don't. I I I don't necessarily. I understand. Let's say I agree. Say I understand with the premise of you have your own CDC in your state. You have your own people on the ground. You know the testing. You know the levels. You know the numbers. You know the people. You know the climate. You know the problems in your state. Right. That's why you have 
your mayors and your councilmen and you have all these governors and all these things. You, you, you have all that in your state so you can regulate your own state. So if I leave it to you and you F this up, it's all like, <laughs> like mean, you yeah. coming to me, you coming to me saying, I, I, well, how come you didn't do this? How come you do that? Okay. So either you want me to run your state or you don't, but that's, but that's the lack there of, accountability and leadership for the president that we currently have because he did not know how to be presidential whatever that means but he wasn't able to do that it was almost like a mockery it was a joke then well, finally he caught it and then when he caught it, it was a mockery it was a joke that's not the type of leadership well, I yeah, think yeah. people are used to seeing yeah yeah not him i'm saying yeah. so so say if we had a democratic president it would have been a universal lockdown you don't think it would have been i think it would have been any other president except trump no no i, really I think be, because i think democrats are the I'm going to stop you from touching the stove? I'm going to get in the way. I think the Republicans. I'm going to. I think Republicans are more. I know they are, but I think this this moment, I think they would have they would have probably maybe pushed back in a month. But you got to remember, this dude was talking about opening up everything in April. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not talking. Like I said, that's what I'm removing him and the loose talk. He was. That's what I'm saying. The 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 party and the administration. Yeah, but I, I think, think the Republicans would have not. I, I don't think there would have been. Be, I think because they're about the dollar. Yeah. They're they're about I respect the fact that if you're a business owner and you want to fight to stay open, dollar. well I'm saying but if you're a business owner and you want to fight to stay open, I'm going to let yeah. you. Yeah. I'm not going to stop you from your opportunity to provide. That's I mean that's their platform. That's their thing. Yeah, I get it. I get so, that. So Democrats are are more and I'm, I'm not either, but Democrats are more let's let's hurdle everybody. Let's so if there was a Democratic president, I think it would have been held different. Any any president would have been held, handled differently. Uh, yeah, but, let's but, say that. Let's say but, that. Uh, I, I think anybody would handle it better. Well, 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 the thing about it, his ego got in the way of a perfect opportunity for him to really walk himself into the next election. Now he's in a fist fight. Because how do you think, think it was his ego? I think it was his ignorance. Uh, I, Ego, ignorance, the combination, which is very deadly for most white Americans that are elite. So I would say that particular piece because there was too many things coming at him at one particular time. Right. Here is this guy. Remind you, we just got removed a few months from this quote unquote uh, impeachment where he was impeached. But because they control the what is it? The House. That they got everything. They're running. They're running things. There ain't nothing happening is, to him. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't impeached, so he would still be able to remain to be president. So again, here comes the Teflon Don. Mind you, we already heard the rumblings of all of this. Um, uh, what's it called? COVID. You know, whatever they was calling it at that particular time, that China had it, and things was going crazy over there. He did not heed to that, and the suggestions of him heeding to that was kind of like fruitless like yeah we don't need this we're american because he was speaking to the rhetoric of his base and the rhetoric and the base that he has to continue to manipulate continue to have him fall into this death trap where he was so far in deep even with the experts even with the experts saying what was what he had to kind of stand and just hope that this thing would kind of just go away but the reality is when you don't give proper directions to your governors to your mayors when you kind of like nonchalantly like yeah y'all do your thing what ends up happening is everybody does their own thing yeah. you don't know what numbers are real and as folks do their own things and folks lock down and people start dying and people start reporting more cases and then it becomes a global thing on top of that global thing now you have a global uprising and and unrest like that, it was too much for him to handle, especially when you have yeah. dangling behind him is him and his tax returns. He was probably more worried about the tax returns being shown yeah. off and he, being displayed. He is somebody who reached higher than he shot. I think he's the epitome of that. So I, I, th- that that's just so he didn't make he didn't make one like LeBron at the three. No, nah, he he re- he he reached way higher than he shot. He okay. was like, um, let me just see if I can score a point on this guy. And all of a sudden, you win the game. Wow! Like, like he didn't know he, he didn't know Anthony Davis was in the block, though, right? Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, him being president and getting all this access and stuff, and this much control and this much responsibility, I I don't even think I don't think he genuinely thought he was going to win when Ever. he started. So that's what I'm saying. So he he reached way farther than he he ended up way farther than he reached. And when the Russians helped him get it, he was like, "Huh? <laughs> I was just doing this to piss off Hillary." Yeah, I and you got to remember. I mean. Win. 
he's really just like whatever. So my thing would be you. So say we get him another four years, and that's a high probability that that he'll be reelected. That's facts. Uh, that the fact is that mid free fall is not really when you want to start. Most people want to start over, over again. Like, but but the last year of Bush was like we're not going to have another Republican. So it was so Jr. bad. Jr. It was yeah. so bad with so Bush. that. I feel so. So this whole thing with Trump is pretty, pretty just as bad as Bush. Where they don't even talk about Bush Jr. and how bad it was because it was pretty oh, bad. With oh Bush yeah, uh, um, yeah. Trump saved saved Bush's legacy a little bit. So uh, <laughs> facts because Bush's thing was it was him. Yeah. Like it wasn't that you know it's it, it's not a global pandemic that nobody no. had anything to say. So we're this watching was, you. This was all on your watch. This economy fell apart on your watch your under watch. your administration. Your decisions. Yeah. So you you got to just swallow that one. These guys just take that one. Uh, Trump can say the he gets the benefits of 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 uh, inheriting Obama's employment increase. So when he comes he in. He it's on the, that, like that's him. It's on the upswing, so, so it's still technically on his watch when the numbers come in. So he can he can say I did that, which he uh, did. But then you're gonna say, okay, well then this is on your watch too. Exactly. So all these other problems that come in, you know, but like but, he said on his debate, it came from China. Yeah, and I said, I, I said and I think for a lot of Americans, like there's really there's been a major swing. And I know they went hard. I mean, get too deep politics. They were the Republicans have been a real campaign to get black males to swing conservative. That's crazy. And but it's a lot really of not, are. though. But it's really not, though. That's uh, crazy. Like, if, if you look at the fundamentals of, of conservatives, black people are more in alignment with we're conservative views than, than we are with, with liberal views. So we're not liberated people. I'm seeing conservatives deep in the church. Yeah. Uh, that's us. You know, I don't want the government to be. I don't want the government in my pocketbook or in my family and my household. That's conservative. That's us. Yeah. Like, like that's you know, I mean, like if you go fundamentally step by step, views wise, where I want to be able to own my guns and 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 <laughs> somebody walk up on my lawn, I could you know, like yeah. that's that's us. We want to bust our guns for sure, yeah. legally, illegally, no yeah. doubt. So, so if you go with like sticking points for conservatives, black people are more in alignment with conservatives than 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 with liberals. Um, so but, how do you go ahead? Go ahead. Oh, no, I, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so when you say that, what is your feed on, one, the Ice Cube situation and Cancel Cube, two, 50 cents going and saying what he said, and I and I, and I guess that fake uh, Biden tax plan, which was I think was totally ridiculous, um, I want to believe it was Photoshopped. It wasn't real. I don't know too much on that behind, uh, but what you think about, um, you know, 50 cents basically saying, I'm voting for Trump. I don't care if you don't like black okay. people. I and don't even I, worry about yeah. First, with, with Curtis. Should we even take, his, we even take any of this shit seriously? It ain't 50. With Curtis, I don't even really, like, if, if you if you really get up in arms or really sway what you're doing based upon Curtis Jackson, you, you already losing. But people are, dog. Like, yeah, so I'm saying, I mean, he's people saying what he needs. Yeah, but he's got a new liquor he's pushing. But people so, don't really understand that. Well, well, so, I mean, but you so emotional. That's what I'm saying. You asking me, like I said, I know he's got a new liquor he's pushing. So anything that gets him in the headlines, every time he's got something new, you hear from him. He gets to chirping, something to get him in the headlines, something to get people talking about him because he's pushing something. He's got he's got a product. So he's got a new he's got a new liquor he's pushing. So I ex- yeah. So I expect to hear from Curtis for that. For for Cube, um. I, I have a copy of the contract with Black America. Like I actually printed it up and read through it. Most people I know who have issue with him or, or talking about it or going through the steps have never even read it. Like there's there's like that. Like I'll hear people who will say, like, I got issue with this. Like, well, did you actually go through it? Have you well, ever seen the, it? Because I think the issue is this is the issue. I believe it is. It's not even about the contract. It's a simple fact that black people view Donald Trump, not all black people, but some black no, no, people no. view Donald Trump as the boogeyman and Mr. Racist. You know, and you cannot, if you are a black person, sit down, have any kind of conversation with him, um, any folks that's a part of his cabinet. And I think that when we look at Ice Cube, then we start thinking about Kanye, though it's totally two different so, things. Two, and, and so and my thing looking at pastors, which is again totally two completely different, different things. Those people were really pushing Donald Trump down our throat, where Ice Cube just sat there and just had a conversation. Broke down some stuff because the Democrats said after the election, Ice Cube was like, yo, we need to talk before the election. And well, I think that's OK. So they created. Well, my thing is, 
and putting him as his coon. And I don't believe that's right. Before we even get to Democrats and Republicans, that contract with Black America was written in July. And when he was putting it together, he went before black people and was like, hey, all y'all who are doing this work, I need help. Like, I, I need I need. I didn't I get the message for that. So. But I'm saying, but I, re- I remember when he was out there. Camping. I'll have me cube and we're going we to talk to me. All right. And so he was looking for, he said, I already know there's black people in legislature and who are doing stuff and different, like y'all who already know about this. So no. let's talk. We didn't listen to him as a people. So he kept, so he kept working forward and he was reaching out to who he reached out to. This so is this June or last this June? Is, this is July of, of this year. July of, of well, of, I think a lot uh, of folks are like Ice Cube. We haven't heard you talk about black stuff and empowerment like this since. Well, I think they were just like you're, you're, you're Ice Cube. So I yeah, think they, yeah. I, so I think Barbershop. they went. Well, they are treated we there like, yet? They yeah. were like you're Kanye, yeah. you're Steve Harvey, like they, it was like that. Like you're, you're Ice Cube. Why am I listening? Why am I even entertaining you with that? So he continued with they his plan. About the Ice Cube that was a, mar- a part of America's Most Wanted. They forgot about Ice Cube. Yeah. So so he continues with the contract. He reaches out. There's guys like Dr. Boyce Watkins involved, Dr. Claude Anderson involved, yeah. like really reputable people in economics and, and in politics who got involved with writing it. Yeah, but He's, remember, but, remember, remember, gotta gotta cut you white real quick. A lot of black people don't even know them. But go ahead. Exactly. But this is why I'm saying before we even get to Republican or Democrats, he started with us. So he kept reaching out to black people about hey help me like like i'm trying i'm looking for input i'm looking for information like like help me so he spoke with uh it was like the king's movement he spoke with a bunch of other groups as he continued to move his document now you fast forward a few months and now you're in the the election cycle you're in the campaign cycle so so now you start hearing parties are like democrats and republicans both reached out like hey let me let me maybe see let me get that cube endorsement you know, and the Democratic Party was like, well, just just endorse us and we'll deal with this after the election. Yeah. Like, just 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 give me your endorsement and then I'll talk to you when it's over. Q was like, I'm cool. Republicans was like, yeah, come on. Talk to me about it. But he my, didn't endorse them. That's the he, thing. But he didn't endorse anybody. But exactly. what my, but what my issue is when it pertains to us, I get the idea of you can't talk to you can't talk to to, to Trump. You can't go through Republicans. You can't do this. Every interview I kept hearing Cube say, I heard the same two words. Help me. He did an interview with Claudia Jordan and they pulled out. They're like, there's nothing in here specific for black women. He's like, no, black women are included. I talk about black people. They're like, no, just like black people aren't a part of minorities or people of color. There needs to be something specific for black women. He was like, "Okay, cool. Help me write something. They're like, oh, that's not my job. I'm not pushing this. Well, help me point me in the right direction. Like every time he was doing interviews, every time he sat down with somebody, he would say, everybody keeps telling me I'm doing this wrong. But but no one's saying, OK, here's input to do, quote unquote, do it right, because there's only two, one or two ways to do this. You believe in working through the system or you don't. The Nation of Islam, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, they had the document that is all based in do for self. Yeah. There is no going through, through through politics. Yeah. So if you're of that mindset where you're just like, we're not even dealing with the government, you shouldn't be talking to people in the first place. That's one thing. But then you can't be somebody who's saying go out and vote. So if you're saying don't go to those people, don't go to them channels, don't go through those politics, don't deal with those parties. But you're talking people about you, voting. It, it, it's, you, you can't you can't turn around and say vote because that's going through. You're going through the system or you're not. And so that's what I'm saying. So he's like, I didn't talk to Trump. He said, I talked to the president, the guy who's currently in the chair, regardless of who it is. If I'm going through the system, that's the guy. The you know what I'm saying? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just saying the emotion of black people, right, because of the boogeyman, and the boogeyman is Donald Trump, is for me like, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, we're going to have to sit at the table, right? Let's say we get four more years of Trump. What are we going to do? Never have the conversation? <laughs> we're never going to talk about our black needs since we feel like now is the time, which is I felt a long time ago, but I guess Niggles is just kind of fed up because here's what I argue with people. Trump's rhetoric is horrible. Trump's demeanor distasteful. Trump as a a a um, extinguisher, he's not as a fueler to the racist rhetoric and the the, the racist eating that he does is a hundred percent something that is dangerous. But tell me a policy that Trump has created that has really damaged the black community in a whole. Exactly. No one can show me that. 
But I can show you what Biden has done. We can talk about a long list of what Miss Harris has done. And that's not a negative knock, but it's just a facts of policy over rhetoric. And I think that with a lot of us, when we get so emotionally charged, we just think about the rhetoric. Yes, he said shithole countries. All right. But you don't think Ronald Reagan and the rest of these mother effers said the same exact thing and just didn't get recorded. We saw what John Nixon said about us. Oh, well, let's look at here. Hillary, the woman that we were about to vote a few years ago to be our president, she called the super predators. So, so the reality yeah, I mean, for us is, is kind of, for me, it's more or less the emotional part of feeling that Trump is the most racist and the worst president. And maybe textually, in a way, he could be. But then I go historically for the policies and the things that we fight currently, we've had way worse than him. And he's just the more upfront are the new age in our face. Damn, he's telling it right. How well, he's old it. school. He's not he's a new old. age. He's old school. He's throwback. And, he, and yeah, <laughs> and, and he really gives it to us in a way that we don't really like. I personally appreciate him because it's allowed us to galvanize and go for self and understand that we are not going to have to wait for the government to do anything we have to do for ourselves. I've always said that. You've heard it over and over and over. So I'm happy that people have you know, started to realize this position that I've taken has been a position that we should all take. But this idea that just because um, a brother who was reaching out to other individuals and because maybe you didn't go show up to the party and this brother was not one uh, 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 brown bagging or, or, or being under the coattail like like uh, the Kanye's, like the pastors who just really went to have conversations with Trump for their own individual reasons, not for a collective. The only thing I would say that Ice Cube probably should have done, knowing the sensitivity of Negroes, is he should have probably said, guess what, y'all, in about two, two hours, I'm about to meet with Donald Trump. So you can just put it out there and I'm meeting yeah. with him about A, B and C. I just I would, believe, I would even done that because well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. In my, in my I case spent six point. months trying to get you to, to, to listen to talk and you blew me off. for six. I, months. I, I guess that. But you got to remember the, the, the backlash because, bro, this dude is being hung by his own people for just sitting down with a president. And I look at people and I look at black folks and I ask you, how dare you sit there and disrespect a brother who's trying to do his part, even though I don't believe we should be following any entertainers, when most people go to the jobs every day with bosses that they don't like and they just sit there and they take it on the chin. Get the fuck out of here with okay, this. Okay, so my, my thing with him, they're, they're doing Cube like they did Kaepernick. And, and here's my issue. I say this all the time. But there's a there's about a decade if Kaepernick before he became Kaepernick. Well, no, I mean, any idea of if you say something, I'm going to come for you. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, That's what I mean. So, now, yeah, he's, and, now, now Kaepernick is like, I ain't uh, worried about him now. Yeah, I'm on of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I look at it in the sense of I said, if you are 40 to about 52, are, that, that little generation bracket has been off the hook when it pertains to social issues. Like if, if you were a young adult in, 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 the, in the 90s, more specifically the Clinton administration before before it transferred over, that's a generation of black men that were left off the hook for all, for a lot of social accountability. Facts. So when things started happening after the people started getting locked up, when when all this the change, we started you get in the early 2000s, 2010s. Everybody jumped to our parents generation. What are you doing, Cornell West? What, 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 why we listen to Al Sharpton? Why we, or it went to the generation, Jackson, or it went to the generation behind us. We got to go to the, the youth. What are the young folks saying coming out of Ferguson? What are the young folks saying coming out of these areas? And there's a bunch of 40 year olds walking around who no one is, are not held to task. So you have somebody ice cube out of that generation who, who's, cause there's not a lot of them who, who stepped out and said, look, okay. I'm not an economist. I'm not a politician. I got some ideas. My thing is, what do, what do you think that does to other people who were like, oh, let me think about stepping out and getting involved? Oh, if you will come for Q, why? I ain't no way in hell I'm about to say something. Well, that's why we made this podcast say something because people have come for us for saying something. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> but to me, that's why I don't get the mentality of where's, where's the win and trying to just beat somebody down beat with, him down without it's not about what yes you yes people can be criticized yes people yes. can yes people can you can hold them up to task all that stuff but he's but, not a coon 
But my thing is, is okay, you told him you shouldn't have did it that way. Okay, you, you, right. duly noted. You don't agree right. with who we talked to. He shouldn't yeah. have talked to them people. He shouldn't wait. Okay, now what? Yeah. Did, but, you why, just, but, but, but my, thing, my thing is like this. But why the freak are we listening to celebrities and following their guidelines and their purposes anyway? Why do we pay so much fucking attention to that shit? Well, my thing I, is, it, I don't like the idea of if you're an entertainer or if you're an athlete, you can't be a leader. I just think you're not one by default. But this because, is why I'm well, no, saying. Well, no, I'm that's what I'm saying. I separate. Okay, okay I, separate. I separate that. That's good. Because, because Muhammad Ali was a, was an athlete. Yeah, no doubt. But he was a leader. But he was he, also, a, also a builder, too. And yeah, I but, don't, but that's what I'm saying. But some people are like, well, don't listen to athletes. Don't listen to rappers. Don't listen to movie stars. Their profession in itself doesn't exclude them. I mean, the Honorable Minister Farrakhan was, was an entertainer. Okay. He's a musician. He still is probably. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, but but he gave up pursuits of being a, a professional yeah, musician to, to walk in the nation. Just because that's your job, I don't automatically exclude your ability to, to, to lead. But I don't think you should just do it just because. But I think this, this is my piece. Uh, too many times when this whole thing has become trendy, because I've been yeah. on the field for a long time, and I'm not negating some of the work that Cube's done in the earlier parts, but just like all things, just like when uh, you know you are no longer popular in the place that you started, you got to find that next thing. The next thing has become this trendy idea of blackness in a whole black lives matter or uh black empowerment or focusing on this black pandemic when you know we had p diddy talking about a state of emergency we've yeah. been in a state of emergency <laughs> my thing is yeah. we have had all these millionaires we have had all these people in lucrative positions and access and and have stability and had resources and we are at these problems as if they don't have the capability for five of them to get together and solve maybe a few of the problems that are in their own states. Like literally we could probably take um, Jay-Z, P. Diddy, uh, 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 Russell Simmons, if he's not running somewhere and a few others and literally help solve some of the major issues in New York right now in the communities. I just don't yeah. really understand and get how, we're acting as, as if we don't have the resources, if we're acting as if we don't have the monies and the power and as well as the um, fluid ingenuity, because we do have the engine that understands what we need to progress in our communities because it's happening. I just got done seeing Rick Ross buy acres of land and now yeah, Rick Ross buying acres. For promised land. Yeah, yeah promised land. But see, that's not being done without people like myself, people like you that have been speaking this truth to power a very, very long time. Like Nichols should have been on this stuff as soon as hidden colors popped out and was like, okay, let's really start navigating this way. I think for me, the sense of urgency has not been there with these entertainers. And now that they found their new hitch, their new way to get on CNN, the new way to get on Fox news. And they're having to worry about us black people. And a majority of them don't even live in black people communities. Let's just be very clear. <laughs> they're living with people like the Donald Trump's. These are the people that are doing business with people like the Donald Trump's. I myself, though I applaud uh, the the symbolic gesture, I'm just not necessarily buying it wholeheartedly because we should have been being involved and active a long time before we had to see George Floyd get assassinated, yeah. a long time before we had to hear about Breonna Taylor being assassinated, a long time before we had to see our, our Mr. Um, Ahmaud Arbery be gunned down as he was jogging. I get frustrated that we've always had the ability. We've always had the access. Our ancestors long before us didn't have as much as we had, and they did a lot more moving forward. And we're sitting here nitpicking each other about who's going to talk to the president. Why don't you motherfuckers get your money together and just build some shit? Like, well, my thing is flat out build it. Okay, so my thing is, okay, then then, then say don't. Say you're waiting for, for Uncle Sam to save you. If that's your mentality, if you're if you're saying well, I'm gonna go before these people and hope these people hook me up and hope these people do for me, if if those are the group that that uh, of black folks who are on that, then go ahead and do that. If if it's seven million of you, if it's ten million of you, go ahead. They've and been, the one, but I'm saying, but then while, but then while, but then while there's the ones who were like, let's build. You got guys like Killer Mike starting the 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 banking. 
trying to trying to work online through the banking Beautiful. system. And stuff. So if you got the group, and, and I want Killer Mike just to stay like that. I don't need you to come on podiums talking to us about save our streets when the Atlanta PD put us in a position. I don't want to hear none of that Negro talk. Just talk, build, like yeah. talk that way. But I'm saying, so that if language. you got the ones who are who are about building, then let them go and build. My thing is, if you see a group of people who are not in alignment with you, do what you do. So like I said, if you're somebody, like I said, the nation is do for self. Yeah self-contained handle our own business take care of our own families get our own resources if that's your mentality why that's why you don't see them arguing with black political people they're mm -hmm. like oh y'all are about the system yeah. so we we see this fundamentally different i'm not gonna get an argument with you over legislation because that's not the way we rock my thing is if you see somebody doing something and you're like that's not the way i do it if you're not going to be helpful to it then just run your race yeah i feel that but I but that's where I, that's like my, my thing. I don't need to get in an argument with somebody who fundamentally sees something different with me just to argue. And that's what they usually do because folks yeah. want to it. Folks don't want to admit that they love the system. I mean, be, let's yeah. like yeah. let's be very clear. Some Negroes love this system because they benefit off the system. They've made riches off this system. So some of y'all do not really want the system to dismantle because then you will be dismantling yourself. This we pride ourselves. Clear. We pride ourselves on how long we've been on the job. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Man, I've been on my job for twenty five years. That's say it with pride. Shit. Fuck girl shit. Here's but the thing. But no, that's no, that's true. Mm. That's what a lot of people is. That's why when this pandemic hit, folks were like, "Oh, losing their mind." Wait a minute. Do you hear what they just told you? They basically gave you freedom. They said, "Guess what? Work at home." Wow. I get to be with my kid. They said, "Guess what? Educate your children." Wow. I get to put. All of the, the the resources and all the knowledge that my child would not get in a real school setting, I get to do it myself. Guess what folks did? They complained. Couldn't so when get back on the plantation. I do not want to hear the average Negro talk about liberation and freedom because when you had it, when you were able to obtain it and to really say, you know what, we're off the grid on that part. You were crying to be back on the grid. And this is letting me know that niggles need to have daddy daycare continue to put us in care, continue to cuddle us, continue to hug us, continue to tell us it's going to be okay, continue to show us this is what you need to do. Because at the end of the day, if this wasn't the greatest opportunity, even though it was stress, even though it was some uncertainty, but this was probably the greatest opportunity to build. If a Negro ain't building and ain't seeing after this COVID-19, this pandemic, that ain't nobody going to come back and save us except ourselves. And even the so-called Negro elite who think that they are doing the right thing, but some of them aren't really doing the right thing for black people who are the average everyday Joe. Let me tell you something, family. You will never, ever wake up because if this ain't the wake up call that you needed if four years of Donald Trump and eight years of Obama, which did nothing for the black community, which is a total of 12 years and you ain't figured this shit out by now. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I, and, it, I give up. and really, it's, it's, it's a solid dub because you got eight years of Bush that came before that. And he wasn't Family, looking out for us either. <laughs> listen, it's dub city. You understand me? So, so like, you know, happily, happily, with, out of this chaos, LeBron won his fourth. I got to give a props to the king. They know. Let's give a shout I, out to that. Then, you know I, what I'm saying? I give props to the to the to the four. I care more about the seventeen. I'm you a Laker. I'm, I'm a Laker. I'm a LeBron guy. So I know I'm, you're I'm a Laker, Laker guy. Man. I'm a LeBron guy. He hit the haters, and the reason why I'm so proud of him, and the for reason Kobe. why, it, 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 not only for Kobe, <laughs> but for the simple fact, this is a lesson that I want everybody to learn. When they say you can't, you show them you can. All you do is take that obstacle and create that obstacle into an opportunity. And that's what he did. So shouts out to LeBron James continuing the legacy at 35, bringing in Anthony Davis and the others, Rondo, Kuzma, uh, Howard, even though I'm frustrated with Kuzma um, and, you know, or KCP and all those guys. And even with Frank, Frank, like Frank Vogel, who was his lottery ticket coach, like lottery ticket. <laughs> a, 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 a awesome win as well as to shut up the critics to keep the haters continuing to hate continue to put it in a face that i am truly the greatest basketball player currently of this time and to constantly show folks front runners like the la clippers just because it looks good on paper don't mean it looks good in person that's just just that's the thing clippers gonna clip clippers gonna clip Yes, See, that's and like all the obstacles that went on this year. It gave us an opportunity to come back together and bring you this fire episode oh, for the man, first one of 2020. Back. 
We back and, and tell them our, tell them when we drop in the next one. We back. We so we be back. New episodes will drop on Wednesday. You'll right. be able to catch them on. Uh, we're on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. We'll even start putting stuff on YouTube and Subscribe. all that stuff. Where can folks find you online so they can keep up with you? Barry Axius, everything, Twitter, IG, um, and Facebook. Even though I'm in Facebook jail again <laughs> for the seventh time, I'm in Facebook jail again. I'll just make sure that you go ahead and hit Serious Delicious Eats, uh, IG, and as well as um, Facebook, because that is a father and daughter owned business. We're not giving our children trauma, we're giving our children's wealth generational wealth and showing them how to build that's how we doing it there we go i'm jermaine morris uh jermaine morris on facebook every other social media platform is at j morris ceo this has been the say something podcast back yeah. at you in 2020 man the first time it's not gonna be the last time but it was the best time and let's do it again all right and until next show we will yeah. holla at you later yes sir peace